Welcome to our Spiritual Spotlight series, where we explore the vast and mysterious world of spirituality. Whether you're seeking guidance on your spiritual journey, interested in learning more about different spiritual practices and beliefs, or simply looking for inspiration to deepen your connection with the divine, then this is a show just for you. Join us as we delve into topics such as mindfulness, meditation, manifestation, energy healing, and much more. Our aim is to provide a safe and inclusive space for all listeners to explore their spirituality and connect with like-minded individuals. So grab a cup of tea, get comfortable, and let's journey together on the path of spiritual awakening. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our episode of It's Me, Not You. I am joined by my fabulous co-host. Hello, Melissa. Hi. Hi, Jake. Hello. <laughs> so I want to let everyone know as we get started Hi. with this, Rachel's having some internet issues. So if I am cutting in and out and Jake and Melissa are looking like they're laughing at me, that's why. So we're going to try to roll with it because it's a good topic for today because we're going to be talking about different kinds of spirits, encounters, and the field guide to them, which maybe spirit is messing with me right now. So I'm going to, yeah, see, so he says I'm on my internet connection is unstable. Maybe I am as well. So I'm going to tee this off to Jake. So Jake, tell us all about <laughs> spirits, encounters, and take it away. <laughs> Hello, all my spooky people. Thank you for joining us this week. So today we really wanted to just kind of talk about um, different kind of spirits that we cross, you know, on our paths mm-hmm. doing, whether that be uh, investigations or even just client work, house clearings, anything like that, or even just from day to day travel because spirits are everywhere. Um, so we were just chatting yesterday about coming up with ideas and I just thought it would be really fun to kind of talk about a little bit like of a field guide, you know, um, the Jurassic Park field guide to spirits and whatnot. (laughs) (laughs) I am just giggling because Rachel's screen keeps freezing, but you've got like a big smile on your face. So you just look really really ecstatic and excited about this episode. (laughs) Even though I am, I am not comfortable with Jake and Melissa are, are visual. So they are clairvoyant and they, they see everything. And Rachel, she's not down with that. So Jake and and Melissa, I, I applaud you for not being afraid and for being open and all of that stuff. So go ahead, Jake, go ahead, Melissa, because my internet sucks (laughs) and I might as well just not talk. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) well i'm really excited for you rachel just as a side note because i think it's gonna get real spooky for you in these next handful of months i can just like sense that the mediumship is like coming up to the surface and i'm so fucking excited about that Um, because we are going to go to uh one of rachel's spots to chat with all of her layers of spirits that we couldn't yes. clear because there were too many. We were like 20,000, 30,000. Okay. Yes. It was wild. I love it. Go ahead. So, I'm so, so excited. Jake, I know. So, oh, go ahead. <clears throat> or Melissa. Oh, no. It wasn't anything intelligent. You can go ahead. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, types of spirits. Oh, Melissa, go it. ahead. There's no being on track today. <laughs> uh, types of spirits. I mean, we have. Like for me, outside of the angelic, you know, ascended masters, I think there's a lot of 
spirit types that we encounter day to day that people are familiar with. You know, the first is our ancestor spirits, our loving ones that are with us all the time. Um, you know, I've had the question too, what about the ones who weren't good to us when they're here? Are they around? And I don't know about for you, Jake, but when I do readings, usually if the person wants to talk to that person, St. Michael will kind of bring them in in black tourmaline handcuffs for me. Um, and when they, when it's like that, they're not sorry. So there's nothing, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, well, and then other times they don't want to talk to the person, but that person comes in to apologize, even if they wouldn't have apologized in this plane. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and for me, the other part with the ancestors, like there's lots of knowledge. I've gotten a lot of good recipes. I can't wait to make the Heather um, jelly recipe from one. I'm going to try it. <laughs> I mean, look I at her. It's, it's literally from the spirit. It's a Scott. I mean, Heather's from Scotland. It is good for like colds and stuff. So I'm going to go for it. Listen, <laughs> spirits can be educational too. I don't love that. <laughs> they can, but I'm just, and the lady was so mean, like, get it right. Okay. This is challenging because I don't, I don't hear, I see, and then I get the info. Mm-hmm. I don't know if if you can hear them at the same time, but it's for me, it's a lot of charades. It, it can be a lot of charades. Sometimes I will hear them, but it's kind of like when you when I tune into like a radio station, like yeah. I'll get maybe a full sentence and then maybe a couple words sparsely, and then I just have to kind of intuitively like just tap in for like the right. understanding of like what the hell are you trying to tell me, girl? You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but usually, when there's a will, there's a way. It's it's always interesting how some spirits will decide to communicate. But I want to double back on what you had said just a when a spirit will come forward that somebody's not looking to maybe chat with, or maybe that spirit's not so adamant about wanting to chat either. I always find it really interesting. I mean, I know that we always talk about, oh, you know, like when people cross over, they start to learn lessons and they heal, et cetera, et cetera. But I feel like we don't talk enough about the spirits who don't necessarily just heal, grow, and and revamp the entire personality just because they've been dead for 20 years, you know? I have had several sessions where some spirits will come forward and they are maybe not apologetic, haven't done any work on the other side to make themselves a better person. Um, And also sometimes people just aren't that way is, is frankly what I'm trying to say here. I always think it's interesting when, you know, it's, it's very TV fied, you know, during medium sessions that, you know, somebody will come forward with a, maybe an uncle who maybe had abused them in their life um, when they were yeah. living and then comes forward wanting to apologize. I don't know about you, Melissa, but I, I have crossed paths with spirits in sessions before where they don't necessarily have anything positive to say, or they don't necessarily have the tools yet to own up to what they did. Right. Um, it, you know, spirits are, they're still, uh, they're still, they were still people. You know, um, and I think that there's a lot of different variables to that, whether that be, you know, life contracts, you know, maybe they weren't supposed to apologize for what they did in this timeline, or maybe it's just not the right time for you to hear that at this moment. Um, so and I always I think just think it's really interesting. Time. I call it the healing couch. Yes. You know, they, you know, and one of the things that I have seen, and this is just how they show it to me, is that when there is somebody who's not a good person. They have to, oh, this was so funny. Yesterday I read for this person and I'm like, do they have alcoholism? And the dead grandma's like, they have assholeism. And I, was like, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so anyway, 
Um, I don't even know where it's going. I'm all we're gonna put that in the the diagnosis books, right? Assholism, which is just so funny. You have a case of assholeitis leading into assholism, right? Right. But I do think that um, I see them as as grays, and then I see that they have to go back in time when they hurt that person and feel everything. Mm-hmm. like immersed in that energy to really understand what they did. Yeah. It's a really interesting process. I always feel like I get different versions of the story of what happens on the other side. And it really seems like it's such a unique to everybody, you know, mm-hmm. unique to how are they going to be receptive to learning a lesson? You know, what kind of modalities would be acceptable for them is this something that they can just kind of cross right over and get right into learning for or do they have to kind of be astray for a little bit it's 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 really fascinating um so i always like am i'm a little trepidatious when i talk to people about their sessions when they go out and they're like oh i had a reading and my terrible terrible grandmother that you know was awful to all of us immediately started apologizing even though it's not her you know, definitely that's where we want to kind of double back to evidential mediumship, of course, yep. you know, making sure that we're validating their ex- their existence, um, validating details. And then, of course, if it's an apologetic message, I love that for you. And I hope that you get the closure that you deserve. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I've had people that I know in my close family that, you know, will have sessions and they're like, no, I'm not interested in hearing from so-and-so because I just am not interested in hearing it. <laughs> and that's fine. And um, then I hang up the phone. I mean, to me, it's yeah. like picking up the phone to heaven, like, okay, is you want to talk to this person? Let's see if they're there. And if they're yes. not, sorry, they just won't come through. Or sometimes I only get like a little bit of energy and it says somebody else is like sick or something's happening. I can't give you energy now. And, you know, they disappear quick. It's also funny sometimes how like, well, spirits will come in with their own agenda. And even though it's a spirit that the person across from you is not interested in hearing from, they're like taking up the time, sucking up the energy yep. in the room. Yep. And unfortunately, sometimes I've had to su- cut a session short for the day and be like, you know what, let's reconvene another time because this friend is certainly not interested in like taking a step back and reading the room. St. <laughs> Michael's good though. He'll come <clears throat> in. Like, I'm like, get, you know, bailiff, get him out of here. Yes. Yes. Simenkel is really good for that too. Um, I also think that Kuan Yin is really nice too during sessions for that same reason, um, especially for kind of, you know, tampering down the energies in the room from the emotional side on both ends and kind of having a little bit of like a diplomatic conversation sometimes, especially when we're talking about situations that are maybe full of a lot of grief or full of a lot of stress or, you know, uh, uh, whatever that might be. Kuan Yin is a really excellent spirit, especially for all of our healers and channelers out there that are listening to kind of help mediate the session and kind of give us the words and give us the flow that's appropriate. Um, Melissa, what about, let's talk about like the spookier spirits or some of the interesting well, energies. Um, you know, just because I, I don't know I, what I, you, some of your ancestors can be. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Totally. <laughs> totally. Um, so, like, for me, my favorite ones that I see from time to time, I call them um, corner climbers. So, um, the ones when you're looking in doorways and you see, like, the bunch of hands climbing up the doorway. Um, yes! <laughs> and for me, I don't know about you, but for me, what I've noticed is that they seem to be a bunch of smaller spirits, not necessarily human in nature, um, but smaller spirits that kind of, like, band together but like to make themselves appear spookier. 
Um, and they will usually find themselves in areas that already have hauntings or maybe a lot of activity. Um, it, it, you know, it spirits are often kind of like squatters when there's an empty house or an empty plot of land, they'll all set up shop, you know, it, it becomes a, a village. You Thus, know? Energy loves a void. Yes. And it becomes this really interesting, like crossroads of a bunch of different things, human and non-human. Um, so the shoulder, the corner climbers are kind of my favorite because I just feel like they're comedically spooky. Yeah, they're <laughs> kind of fun. <laughs> and then people are like, oh, it's so cool. I love it. Like, let's have it in my house. I'm like, stop inviting that crap. In. No, exactly. No, thank you. And that's why I won't watch scary movies either, because that stuff is real. And I'm not oh, watching it and saying, hey, come in my living room. No, thank you. Yes, that is something that's I find really interesting too, especially like watching scary movies or sometimes just like when you do things around maybe like Halloween time for a lot of people that just are inviting to particularly, I don't know, spooky perspectives yeah. or um, having yourself in a spooky psyche for a moment. It does kind of invite a little bit. It's not necessarily like you're opening a door, but it is kind of like, oh, I wish something right. spooky could happen, you know? Um and and those little those little corner climber things I usually find are only in houses that are just haunted and never never been cleansed before. Um, or for people who are like, I find a lot with people who are chronic um, paranormal investigators, um, but don't do the clearing work. It's kind of like they have souvenir spirits that they take home with them. Um, so that's always an interesting thing to stop by. Um, oh oh oh, here's a good one. Let's talk about shadow people. Let's talk about shadow people because I have very interesting opinions on it. And by way of, I do think that there's two different things when we talk about shadow people, there's real shadow people. And then there's the silhouettes of spirits that just are black shadows, you know, and the way that people perceive spirits is completely up to you, your gifts, ability, your background. And for some people who aren't visual, it's very common for you to see spirits as a silhouette like that, as maybe shadowy silhouette, um, because it's your it's your conscious mind kind of almost erasing the image that your psychic mind is trying to see. So all you're left with is that kind of little like shadow blip thing. Right. And so a lot of people will be like panicked and horrified because, you know, uh, the Discovery Channel, Ghost Adventures, you know, will talk about shadow people and be like, oh, harbingers of misfortune, death, illness, blah, blah, blah. And sure, can be, probably, maybe. Um, but a lot of times it is just a spirit that, you know, we're not all will be Goldberg, so we're not always going to see it, <laughs> you right. know? So I do think that that's an interesting thing that I do kind of have to field out from time to time in sessions, also in house clearings that, you know, just because you see a shadow does not mean that it's a shadow person. Promise if you saw a shadow person, we'd have bigger fish to fry here. Oh, yeah. What's a shadow (laughs) person? Like a real shadow person? Yeah. Okay. So a real shadow person, honestly, their origin is a little bit in the gray to a lot of people. Some people think that they are um, alien in nature, meaning just, just that they're from a different dimension. Um, or some people believe that they are just supernatural um, phenomena, which have never been human, but they take on the look or the guise of humans. And for me, usually I find that shadow people just happen to be attracted to areas that maybe experience a lot of death, loss, tragedy, things like that. I don't particularly think that they 
actively bring said tragedy, but I do think that they might inflame the existence of those things once they are there. Um, oh God, I'm forgetting what it was. Didn't it used to be crows, I think, was the old like wives' tale that people thought crows brought misfortune, but it was just yeah. that they happened to come during times of misfortune. So a lot of times people would equate them with, you know, sickness, uh, death, whatever bad things that you could possibly make up with financial destruction you know so shadow people i don't think that they're necessarily just wandering into a place one day and bringing all this bad stuff i think it's just that they happen to vibrate at a similar frequency and find themselves in these areas um think of princess and, and the frog if you watch disney it's <gasps> shadow man and the shadow people. yes the yes corner. that's a great I have way a to disney put it guide, so i get a lot of disney it's a good movie. <laughs> a good movie. You know, but I've also seen where an individual was really afraid of death and he'd wake up with all of these bruises. And I kept trying to clear and he was still getting bruises. And I saw these shadows come out of him mm-hmm. and it was his own energy, like attacking himself because yeah. it was fears. And, and when you do that much and you really... It's called the thought form, but the thought form can then almost become their own shadow people. And it's all an internal struggle. That was crazy. I was like, I don't know how to do this one. Yes, that's so that's a really fascinating topic, too, to talk about. I mean, I've had a couple different house hauntings that I've went to clear only to find out that it was a resident of the home who is highly sensitive, who is creating poltergeist adjacent activity from their own ESP abilities. So right. being able to create faux hauntings, um, faux supernatural phenomenon, um, whether that be, you know, sleep paralysis, even other people in the house will start to see it. That's what's really so fascinating about all of this is that we as humans like to, I think that often we interpret ourselves as just being able to be mediums or channels. And then we forget that there really is another side to this where we really do have the, that ability, especially if we can be energy healers, then we could be energy manipulators. You know, it's, it happens very often in young children who mm-hmm. have never, who didn't have to grow up yet. So they're kind of uninhibited. Their imagination just wanders, which is a beautiful thing. But sometimes when you are extra sensitive, not a great thing, right. you know? Um, <clears throat> and so for that, you can do all the smoke clearing that you want. You can do all of the angelic, you know, healings that you want into a place, but it's really about how do we, mediate the individual how do we find the person in the house that is creating the phenomenon obviously we're not making them you know uh uh, we're not making them the perpetrator here or putting a wanted sign out for them but we are going to find ways to kind of tamper down that energy whether that be finding some crystals that that child could work with or that adult could work with to be frank it could be grown adults too um crystals herbal remedies um making sure that they are doing relaxation techniques um, probably encouraging them to read a couple books about energy, about psychic awareness, um, to kind of discipline themselves a little bit, because that kind of stuff doesn't necessarily just stop when it's not intervened, mm. you know? And there's some internal healing that needs to be done too. Cause yeah. I think a lot of that starts from the thought form. Like, why do I always have mm-hmm. bad luck? Well, because you've have some dialogue that you keep repeating that has now created this thought form. And now you have that Eeyore bubble following you around. Then it becomes the pig pen bubble. And now you have all this stuff happening because you keep feeding it. So once you do that internal work, it's like you're putting the genie back in the bottle and 
you can kind of get rid of it that way too. But you still have to do the external healing. But a lot of that is that internal piece that is festering it out. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the teenagers, you know, that they say they're the reason for the poltergeist. Well, they're going through crazy change. We don't always do much to support change for teenagers. It's not like we're in a culture of, you know, tr- celebrating transitions or how to deal with that stuff and the bullying and everything else. Well, that cre- can create an energy. Oh, it is usually my first question. If I start to suspect that we are dealing with something poltergeist adjacent or something of that sense, my first question is, is there any kids in the house that are going through uh, puberty? Is there any tweens in this house? Is there anybody crossing a big threshold um, in growth? (laughs) Because it Mm -hmm. usually is. And you're right. It's that hormonal experience. I would say more than often, it is usually... um, uh, uh, younger females who who, temp- who typically have an issue with kind of projecting all of that, um, and and I find that younger males, it can be a little bit interesting. Sometimes it could be very um, confrontational. The energy that's kind of created from that, the little silhouettes or the little dreams. Um, whereas though, if it's a female one, it's going to be very intelligent. So moving things around, um, communication, hearing phrases and words, turning electricity off, turning on appliances. Um, And I'm not really sure what causes that difference, but I do find that typically historically um, young, young children, female and male will have different kind of uh, ways that they kind of portray themselves, the supernatural activity. Oh yeah. I think it's just how we, how you tend to be as an individual, how you organize your energy and that organization of your energy is then kind of external at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> oh, let's see. Let's see. Rachel's let's probably see. like these two are all over the place. <laughs> Listen, there's there's so much to talk about in terms. There of is. Spirit. It's so fun. Um, I mean, and you know, we might as well talk about the uh, um demon thing. You know, because people are probably like, okay, well, that's dark. And I don't know about you, but personally, I don't see that many. Not that I'm challenging anything. I don't want to. Um, but that is very, that's very rare. So honest, you're going to be really hard pressed to actually find a dynamic, a dynamic, dynamic. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) A demonic entity really anywhere. It's so few and far in between. You might have, there are plenty of, you know, not fun spirits or spirits that are maybe aggressive or nasty in nature and just make themselves look a certain way. But you are, I seldom will ever come across a, an activity or a client might approach me and be like, I think there's a demon here. It is usually never, you know, right. um, there's usually other explanations. You have to be doing some really interesting stuff or have the misfortune of just living on a very, uh, uh, misfortuned land to, to have something even adjacent to a demonic experience. Yeah, uh, Rachel and I took a clearing class recently with Michelle, which we love mm-hmm. her. And she kind of explained it like black pepper on your mashed potatoes. Like your chances are of seeing one is that black pepper. You know, absolutely. It's, it's very. And I only want to say that because kind of as we wrap up, I know we're all over the place, but um, but in a good way, that's what you get with the three of us. Exactly. Right? You guys love it. <laughs> so it's just I don't want people to to walk in fear because fear feeds negative. And that's why I just wanted to bring up, like, don't put your energy into the, you know, into that kind of stuff, the black pepper, if you will. And which black pepper is used in a lot of places to like break uh, curses. 
Yeah, it's a beautiful magical um, ingredient. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's not about fear; it's about understanding, and then you know, just get rid of them. Understanding. For the most part, spirits are so friendly; they really are. Right. The most yes. majority of spirits are were human too, and even the non-human spirits. There are a lot of energy spirits, spirits that are in nature, spirits that house spirits. Let's talk about house spirits for a moment. Every house has a soul to it. So I always tell people, you know, make a fun little offering dish. You know, it can be some brown sugar. It could be a pastry. Um, you know, if you make something snack, offer it to your house. Your house really does have a soul. And when you offer things to it, when you give blessings to it, you strengthen that spirit, you strengthen the energy of it. And it in turn will protect you. It will bring you prosperity, abundance, love, joy. Um, when you take care of the house that you are in or occupying, even if it's an apartment, the building has a spirit to it. So when you feed it, it's in turn kind to you. Spirits We're are have very to do a whole episode on that. I, I think, think we really so should. That. Yeah, I think we really should. So let's plan on our next episode. We'll talk about the soul and spirit of your home and your property and all that yeah. good fun stuff. I know, I know I'm delayed. So one more thing we want to talk about is Melissa. Have we talked to you about extending your car warranty? They say that your warranty is running up at the end of the month. Right. <laughs> your great grandmother's here. She would like to talk to you about solar panel um, options. <laughs> I'm just talking to you about Wi-Fi levels. Clearly, Rachel has none. <laughs> Uncle Terry would like to discuss how you could expand your Broadway this month at a low price of $19.99. For $29.99. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for another amazing episode. Everyone, have a great day. Bye. 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 <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that you found the episode to be enlightening and insightful. Our goal is to create content that not only entertains, but also helps you grow spiritually and connect with your inner self. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, we would greatly appreciate if you could take a moment to like, subscribe, and write a review. Your feedback is incredibly valuable to us and helps us to improve the quality of our content and to reach a wider audience. We believe that by sharing knowledge and insights about spirituality, we can help inspire positive change and personal growth. So if you found our podcast to be meaningful and informative, we encourage you to share it with your friends and family. Thank you once again for your support and for joining us on this journey of self-discovery and spiritual growth. We look forward to sharing more episodes with you in the future.